Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable, and that's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back, and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hey, thank you for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the northeastern part of the United States where I am doing a a pretty interesting podcast today uh, with a friend that I've done a podcast with before. It was actually on his podcast. We're kind of doing a swap here. He's now joining us on the Back to Jerusalem podcast. Uh, Carl Gessler, hey, brother, it's great to have you with us. Hey, Eugene, it's, it's great to be on your podcast. Uh, last time I was with you, we were on a Brother Yun tour, and it felt like, I mean, that tour went really, really well, and it was great to be with you. Um, I know that you are actually on the opposite side of the country right now uh, doing kind of um, a, a, a tour of, of your own. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're, we're calling it the Continuing Acts of Jesus Tour, so we're studying the Book of Acts, on the podcast that that my wife and I do, uh, then as a family we are we are we've we live in North Carolina, but we actually traveled all the way to Alaska on this trip, and uh, we're headed back home now. But we're singing in rescue missions and uh, rehab centers and uh, some churches and uh, recording people's testimonies and just the continuing work that Jesus is doing through His people in the world. So it's it's been a Lots of ups and downs on a trip like this, but it's been very good. You know, um, I was listening to your podcast about uh, the the continuing acts of Jesus, and you and your wife were speaking together about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and that's the reason why I'm calling you. But in that podcast, you were preparing to go on this tour, and you and your wife were saying that, you know what, we're going out on this tour, we're stepping out in faith, we don't have enough money, we might make it to Alaska, we might not, we might not make it back home. (laughs) It sounds like God has provided for you during this tour yeah we um and we've been vlogging uh, along the way um and so we make little videos for youtube uh as we go on our journeys and we release them on delay a little bit so that um so that as we share what god's doing it it doesn't turn into manipulation for funds or something like that so we shared on there a couple of times we we were in montana uh and we were out of funds and all we had left, I mean, literally no, nothing. And we had uh, 256 uh, miles in the tank, I think it was. We had to be in the next city uh, to sing the next day. So we didn't know what else to do except to drive to that city. And uh, we got there. We pulled in that afternoon. We didn't know where we would stay. Pull into a parking lot. Uh, and I just checked my email again uh, to see if anything had come in. And we had gotten a check uh, that day, and um, and it, it's just been like that. Like if someone, if we didn't know it was coming in. No one told us. It was a surprise thing. Uh, this check came in, and we were able to uh, get a hotel and continue on our journey. And uh, just before we, the day before we were supposed to be in Alaska to sing, um, someone gave us enough money 
to get the the plane tickets to get there. So it's it's been uh, it's been that's what I mean by the ups and downs. So it's been exciting, but uh, I can't say that my faith is always perfect. <laughs> oh, mine wouldn't be either. How many kids yeah. do you have? Because I know you. I know that yeah. you're like Amish. Like you've got like a, a grip of kids. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not Amish, but uh, <laughs> I have. Uh, we have our sixth child on the way so. yeah, oh your sixth child on the way and and the year 2019 that's borderline amish or, <laughs> or <laughs> but that's that's awesome i love that uh i mean you got your family out there your family is living what what's the age of your oldest my oldest is nine and our youngest outside of the womb is two okay wow and they, and they play they play music with me so uh, they're they're very much part of what we're doing. So are you uh, are you driving a bus or how are you getting around the the country with uh, with uh, your own baseball team? We have a, a fifteen seater van. Okay, so we took out a couple of the seats and put all our luggage in there, and um, yeah, we spend a lot of time in the van. That's awesome, and I'm assuming that's that is your daughter that does the introduction for your podcast. Yeah, uh, well, I actually rotate them. So uh, I have one, each one of them, except the youngest, uh, has done one of the intros. So that's fun. <laughs> that is fun. It's such a cute voice. Um, the reason why I'm super excited, I mean, that's, I mean, I could just talk to you all day about that because stepping out in faith is so encouraging for so many people listening to this podcast and it's not easy. It's, it's, you know, it's fun to talk about, um, you know, some of the testimonies along the way, but the actual anxiety anticipation, especially as a father, you know, worrying about provision for your family. Um, I, I know that that is a challenge and what a step of faith to, to reach out and trust in God to be able to minister to people. And I mean, I'm excited to listen to uh, what's the fruit that's going to be coming out of this, especially to your podcasts that you're making, interviewing people and capturing their testimonies around the nation. But one of the podcasts that you just recently posted that kind of caught my attention was about speaking in tongues. And this is something that um, our audience, back to Jerusalem, our audience falls on both sides. I mean, we, we work with people that are charismatic. We work with people that are more conservative. We work with people that are, you know, of the Mennonite and Amish. And we work with people that are Pentecostal and apostolic. Uh, so we, and, and I'm talking about denominations, of course, or, or, uh, people groups, but, and then everything in between and people that are just not really sure where they fall in. And, you know, I do work also with, um, with charismatics that found themselves more conservative later on in life. And I work with Amish that have found themselves speaking in tongues later on in life. Right. Uh, and so this, this is a subject that I thought would be great, um, to listen to what you have to share, because I thought you and your wife and your podcast was 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 brilliant, was absolutely brilliant. Um, so oh, before we go any further, I know that we've gone a little bit long, and I know that your time is a little bit short. But I would like you just to introduce yourself a little bit more for our audience. You know who you are and what you do before we talk about you know what you and your wife have been exploring as it pertains to speaking in tongues. Yeah, well, I'm, I grew up in a, a big, good Christian home, um, homeschooled. Uh, I have 11 siblings, so um, I, I have a small family compared to what I grew up with. Uh, <laughs> but 
Um, my parents got saved in the Jesus movement in the 70s uh, up, up north, um, New York and New Jersey. And uh, that was a very charismatic movement. Um, and uh, my dad was raised Catholic, um, but he didn't know Jesus uh, at that time. I know there are, you know, I, I fully know that there, like my dad used to say, there are, there are Christian Catholics and there are even Christian Baptists, you know. The label <laughs> doesn't really mean anything, but he was, he didn't know Jesus. And, uh, but he came to know Jesus through an Assemblies of God youth group and um, experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and all that. Uh, but he, um, they, they moved down south shortly after they got married and the culture is very different and they just didn't feel, uh, and the, the Southern culture has changed a lot since, since that time. But, uh, when they went down there, it was, there was definitely a harder line between North and South and, uh, they felt a little out of, out of place. And so they just did a home Bible study and, um, you know, my dad was, uh, my dad passed away, um, at 49, so he was very young, but, uh, he was, uh, he's still one of my greatest heroes. And, um, he just was a very honest man, um, and full of integrity. And, uh, so he was always the same person when he was, um, teaching a Bible study or leading worship or painting houses or playing softball. And so I just really appreciate that about him. And I think, um, he never, uh, he, he never forced anything on me as far as, um, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, he deliberately, uh, held back, um, teaching, uh, like he always emphasized the need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but he didn't teach us or push us toward any kind of experience. He said he, you know, he wanted that to be an authentic thing that came even from somewhere outside the family so that it was so that we wouldn't doubt our own experience. But um, regardless, I, he was someone who just practiced walking in the spirit more than teaching dogmatically about what that looks, but what that, you know, what the, uh, what the action should look like, you know, such as speaking in tongues or being slain in the spirit or something like that. So uh, I, I guess I'm just saying that my foundation for understanding it is, uh, I think, pretty level-headed. And, uh, it was not, um, it was not forceful in the way it was presented to me. So that that really helped me a lot. If that makes. Uh, yeah, it makes, makes yeah, it makes absolute sense. So, um, you said that your dad didn't uh, didn't push anything off onto you. So I'm assuming he was because you said that he was part of the Jesus movement or came out of the Jesus movement. Um, I'm familiar with the Jesus movement just because you know my um uh, when when I moved to California when I was 18, I became you know I was a I was a part of Pastor Chuck Smith's. Uh, church, which was very much part of the Jesus movement. However, they did not embrace speaking of tongues in, uh, in Calvary Chapel. Um, and, right. um, uh, and then I was a part of, uh, shortly after I became a, a, a part of the church that I've been a part of for almost 25 years. Um, the Word of Life Christian Fellowship in Southern California with Bishop Anthony Williams. He's been my mentor, my spiritual father. Um, he became a believer from the Jesus movement in Mississippi. Um, and, uh, he is, uh, he does believe in speaking of tongues and is very charismatic. Um, so 
I, I, I've had both of those, you know, influences. Uh, I grew up listening to people like, uh, Chuck Swindoll, Charles Stanley, um, I, listening to the teachings of Chuck Smith. And then, you know, my first date with my wife was with Chuck Smith in Calvary Chapel. Um, so, uh, that was my, my background. You know, I, I didn't get saved till I was like 14. I didn't come from a, a Christian family. But then when I became, when, when I joined Word of Life Christian Fellowship, then I started to understand more about speaking in tongues and had my own experiences even before that. Um, and, uh, and, and I've never had a strong stance on it. I've always been open to study. Um, my wife graduated from an Assemblies of God. University, which believes in um, speaking of tongues and the the manifestation of of the gifts of the spirit, um, and I graduated from a from a, a Southern Baptist seminary, uh, which you know did not necessarily embrace those things. So um, we we have been. Uh, uh, kind of in both worlds and love both worlds um, and love to hear about, you know, uh, people that have had the experience of, of speaking in tongues because that's where I gravitate towards. That's, uh, that's where I am with the Chinese church. Uh, when people ask me about the Chinese underground house church, the underground house church in China, the ones, the, the main fellowships that I work with, they are a part of the Sinem fellowship, which is the primary movement of the underground church. When people talk about the underground house church of China and they speak in tongues, um, it's not a regular occurrence, but it is something that they believe. And so, yeah, well, I, yeah. To, to Westerners, uh, they all speak in tongues because they speak Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is correct. And so, um, please tell me a little bit. I mean, your wife made a joke uh, at the beginning of your podcast, which I think was which which was very relevant because that is very much what you can hear in many, or at least you know, some of the Pentecostal circles that I've been in is that you know, if you don't speak in tongues, you haven't been really saved. Right. Yeah. That's. Um... And as a matter of fact, when I began to speak in tongues, I think the people that prayed for me were apostolic, and they probably were of that persuasion. I don't know that for sure, but I, I suspect that that was true. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a very, uh, you know, when I when I step back, I understand where people are coming from with that. But when I step back and look at it, um, just biblically, I think that's actually a pretty weird position to take, um, just because... Uh, speaking in tongues is one of the many gifts uh, of the Spirit, and also, um, you know, uh, it seems that there are people in other religions that speak in tongues, uh, and I don't think that, um, you know, the work of Jesus that he accomplished uh, in his death and resurrection of bringing God's new creation can be uh, summed up or uh, identified by a, the simple act that someone spoke in tongues. You don't actually even know that someone is acting according to the Holy Spirit when they're speaking in tongues. You know, if, if pagans do that too, it can't be the sign that you are filled with the Spirit. Um, it's, you know, but I still believe it is a gift of the Spirit. Um, and for me personally, I... Uh, you know, my parents did come somewhat from an Assemblies of God background, and they can be that way sometimes, depending on which circle you're in. Um, and I think uh, my mom has always been a little more dogmatic than my dad, and I think I picked up a little bit more from her, um, even if she didn't mean for it to come out this way, 
I, I thought I need to have this particular experience in order to be counted as having had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because I'm, I'm a doer, and I want to uh, accomplish things, you know. And, and I even said to my wife, you know, that uh, this is almost like a confession, but after a number of years of marriage, I'm like, you know, even getting married to me was like an accomplishment. It was something I had to get done, almost. And she's like, I know. <laughs> uh, and uh, she's gracious. But anyway, uh, my point is that I... I um, felt like I needed to have this experience in order to be counted as in, you know, to be counted as on the inside, uh, as one of the people equipped with the tool. And so, uh, you know, I sought, I sought the gift of tongues. Uh, and the funny thing is, um, this lady uh, was praying over us, and she said, you know, uh, the devil's, you're going to hear words in your head and just say them. Don't, uh, the devil's going to tell you this isn't real, but just just say them. And, uh, you know, immediately I did have these words come to my head, and they did sound like nonsense, and I was afraid to say them because I didn't want to sound like an idiot. And uh, and so I said one word, and then I just shut up. I was like, this is dumb. You know, I'm not going to do this. And uh, and uh, so I, I didn't, but it, my sisters, some of them, um, they had different experiences, but they began to speak in tongues. It was kind of like for the next 48 hours, different siblings of mine who had been prayed over were having these different experiences. And again, I was feeling le- left out, you know. And uh, and finally, I just gave, gave in and began to say, that, you know, just speak. I didn't know what, I wanted to know what words were coming next. I wanted it to make sense. I wanted it to be logical. And uh, finally, I just gave up on that. And I began to speak in tongues, and um, but it, it was not the experience that I expected. One, it wasn't a radical change in my life. Um, I, I, on one hand, I felt like finally, uh, I felt like I was finally in, and at the same time, I knew that was the wrong thing to think. Uh, you know that I, I was like, okay, finally, I've got this. So now I'm in. Now I'm on God's A team. You know, and. Uh, and then it's like, but actually, I, I don't love Jesus more than I did before, and I don't feel any different, and I don't notice that I have more power. Uh, so, what's the deal here? And and I did wrestle intellectually, like, am I just making this up? You know, this is just babble, and uh, you know, what does this mean? And and you know, over time, though, uh, I've come to the conclusion that. God gave me the gift of tongues because I thought I needed it, but by uh, uh, I thought I needed it in order to be considered accepted by Him. And when I received it, I realized that wasn't the case. I was already accepted by Him. I was already filled with the Spirit, but He gave me the gift of tongues because I asked for it and I thought I needed it. And over time, I learned to trust that it really was a language from Him. And now I, I pray in tongues all the time, and I find it deeply comforting and uh, reassuring and helpful. So I, I thoroughly value it. Uh, I thoroughly appreciate it. I thoroughly enjoy it. But to um, but to promote it as uh, you have to have this or you're not a Christian, it, to me, seems way off. 
Yeah, it, I, I, I would say so too. I would have a problem with that in the sense that as I observe the disciples that are, uh, talked about extensively in the Bible, uh, that is not a primary focus at all. Uh, and so I would, I would assume that if this was such a salvation essential, it would have been labeled as so. Um, and it's not, it's not labeled as so. It's something that we are to desire. So in that way, even, even someone who is more skeptical, like John Piper, who I, you know, admire greatly and, and listen a lot to his teachings on missions. Um, he's a little bit more skeptical, but is still open to it and quotes, you know, from biblical texts as it pertains to the gifts of the spirit and says that these are things that we should earnestly desire. We should earnestly desire the higher gifts, according to first Corinthians 1231. Um, as you are doing this Acts study, I mean, you kick off right right away in the first two chapters of the Comforter, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost. Um, how has that spoken to you? How has that encouraged you? Or how has that more finely honed? Or has it at all um, your, your, your uh, spiritual life? I think uh, studying it uh, where I'm talking about it with other people when I'm teaching on it uh, or exploring it together with other people has revealed to me how much my thinking of this has changed over uh, over time. Not not dramatically, but it's just kind of slowly been morphed like a potter, you know, shaping a, a piece of clay. And uh, I think, though, that the most exciting thing to me about uh, the book of Acts is uh, the centrality of the, the temple of God, that the people of God are the temple. And, you know, the coming of the Holy Spirit on the people of God is that is what marks us out as being um, the temple of God. It's a, it's a place where heaven and earth meet. That's what the Jews believed the temple was. It was, you know, if you were in the temple, you were in heaven and you were on earth at the same time. And for us to be that place is, you know, on one hand, it's it's astounding. It's an incredible honor. Uh, it's humbling. It's um, exciting. It's also scary because um, as I've been exploring it further, you know, uh, Jesus is still very much present um, in the book of Acts. And Luke describes it as, uh, you know, he says in, in the first book I wrote in the Gospel of Luke, he said, I wrote about what Jesus began to do and teach, and implying that here in the second book, it's about what Jesus is continuing to do and teach, but it's through his people. So, you know, um, Peter and John get in trouble for healing someone in Jesus' name because they're healing. Uh, the healing is coming through uh, the name of a man that the priests and the Sadducees had murdered to get rid of, and apparently he's still around doing stuff, and it's through his people. And the fact that it's through his people, I think, is the sobering part, because it means that when God wants to reveal himself to the world, uh, the main the main vehicle that he intends to use for that is us. And that is, uh, I think, a very um, sobering and humbling and exciting vocation to realize that that Jesus wants to reveal himself to the world through me and through you, through his church. Um you know, um, Richard Wormbrand is actually, uh, you know, he's another hero of the faith for me. 
Uh, I mean, he, I, I think he should be required reading uh, for everybody, but uh, uh, he spent 14 years in communist prisons, and um, he shares a story in, there, in his book, In God's Underground, about a, a young man who was raised atheist in the communist world. And um, so he, he just didn't, was never taught that there was a God and was taught, as, you know, that that's foolishness. So he was, they were both in prison together. And uh, this young man witnessed Richard and some of the other Christians um, sometimes taking beatings for other prisoners, sharing their food, which was extremely sparse anyway. You know, they're being tortured, but uh, they would take turns. Um, I think it was every seven days or something. They would tithe their meal. Uh, to someone else and just showing Christian love. And he said to Richard one day, he said, um, I don't know if there's a God, but if he's anything like you, I love him. And uh, to me, that is, that is Christian success. That is what, um, you know, the book of Acts is calling us to, to be like Jesus, uh, because Jesus is going to tell the world who he is through us. And that is what the main purpose of the gift of the Holy Spirit is. And, and Paul says that when he says, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but don't have love, I am nothing. So who cares if you speak in tongues, but don't have love? You, you know, know and, and if the gift of the Holy Spirit hasn't taught you to love, you, you, need, you need more of him. You know, there's, I, there are a, there are a lot of directions that I would love to go right now with this to go deeper into this, especially for I know that there are people that are listening that are uh, that are critical of this conversation, and uh, and and for them I ask for grace. Um, I know that there are people that are hungry for more information, individuals that have never spoken in tongues but desire it and probably would like to know more. Um, I, there may be people listening to this that have forced themselves to do something that they didn't really feel because they wanted to, like you said, be on the A-team. Uh, they, they kind of felt maybe a, a peer pressure within the church. Uh, and I would like to explore that, but I am hypersensitive of your time. I know that you and your family are about ready to get on the road. Um, so I want to ask you really quick, if people want to follow along with your uh, podcast or your vlog, how can they do that? How can they find out more uh, uh, from you and what your you and your wife and your family are doing? Yeah, Eugene, I want to just also thank you for this opportunity because uh, I have admired uh, your ministry and um, and Brother Yoon uh, for so many years, and never dreamed I'd be uh, sharing in ministry so closely. And just I'm just really honored and blessed uh, for this opportunity. Um, but uh, yeah, if people would like to follow the the podcast. Um, you know, it's on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and Stitcher and all those podcast apps. Um, you can look us up under as the Gospel for Planet Earth which is all, all letters, not numbers, the gospel for planet Earth. Or you can just look it up by my name, which is Carl Gessler, and it's Carl with a K, so K-A-R-L-G-E-S-S-L-E-R. Um, so that's how you can find the podcast. And we're, we are on YouTube as a family band traveling. We call ourselves the Carl Gessler Band or the KGB, because people remember that. And it's the, the only time that I encourage people to invite the KGB to their church so uh if you if you search that under youtube the carl gessler band you'll pull up our our blog and it also has the links for the podcast and everything connected with that so 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Carl. We really enjoyed our time together with you. Hope to catch up again soon. God bless the rest of your journey, and may you and your family just travel in the blessings of the Lord. Thank you, Gene. It's, it's been a blessing. God bless your ministry. And God bless you as well, brother. And I want to thank you for, again, joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Uh, I, this is, I think, the essence of some of the things. I mean, this, this not, when we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? It's not always about missions and what the Chinese... I, I really would love to bring on one of our Chinese leaders to discuss this matter because it would be, I think, something so beautiful. But we would need a translator in order for them to share. I don't know how many people would be ready to listen to a translator or a translation take place uh, using the back for the Back to Jerusalem podcast. It's something I would like to do in the future uh, so that we could sit down and, and listen to the Chinese underground house church talk about their views on speaking in tongues. I think that it would be great to hear how our brothers and sisters around the world um, view this important matter that is covered in the book of Acts by Luke. Anyway, Thank you so much for downloading another Back to Jerusalem podcast. We are coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the border of northeastern part of the United States. God bless you.